You ever headed back to your old stomping grounds just to see the place where you grew up, see some faces that you haven't seen in a while? There's mixed emotions with yeah, that. There's yeah. maybe a little bit of anticipation, excitement to see some of these faces, but also a little bit of, yeah, I don't know what you'd say, a little bit of letdown just seeing some of the change. Even though yeah. change can be good, it's just difficult to see some of the things that have changed since you've been there. Childhood pain can yeah. come back. That's right. Maybe even some regrets. That's right. And we're going to see that today with Moses as mm-hmm. he heads back to his wow. old stomping grounds. Yeah. And this is going to be difficult for him because he ran from his old stomping mm-hmm. grounds. He'd murdered an Egyptian and was essentially kind of exiled in a sense. He ran away. And now he's coming back. And you know, as he walks toward his home, there's a lot of anxiety mm-hmm. in him. Are they going to kill him right away? Imagine? What's yeah. going to happen? Yeah. Over in Exodus chapter four, you're listening to Between the Lines. I'm Scott. And I'm Junior. Here we go. Right. 31 verses. Verse so we got to get, we got to move on this one because we got a lot That's of right. verses. So. so this, we left off with God speaking to Moses through the burning bush. It says, yeah. but Moses protested again. What if they won't believe me or listen to me? What if they say the Lord never appeared to you? Then the Lord answered, asked him, what is in your hand? A shepherd's staff, Moses replied. I'll throw it on the ground, the Lord told him. So Moses threw down the staff and it turned into a snake and Moses jumped back. Well, that happened to me the other day. I was getting wood out of the wood pile at camp and pulled the pulled the top log off, and there was a snake right underneath it. And guess what? I jumped back. Yeah, right. <laughs> and it wasn't even miraculous. <laughs> <laughs> then the Lord told him, "Reach out your hand and grab its tail." So I didn't do that. Yeah, right. If I was Moses, be like, "What? What?" <laughs> so Moses reached out and grabbed it, and it turned back into a shepherd's staff in his hand. I'll I'll say this really quick because we do have a lot of verses to Mm -hmm. hit today, but you do see this. uh, This is what God loves to do with his people, and he loves to do this with us. God loves to use what we have. Mm. What we have is not enough, Yeah. And so, but God still likes to use what we have. And so you might be going throughout today just kind of feeling like I don't have much to offer. I don't have much influence or I don't have just much materially. God still wants to use what you have and he still asks for it. And, and what what God does here is he, he first of all, talks about what was on Moses's heart, which yeah. was his people being oppressed. Yeah. And then he asked him, what's in your hand? And I think that's a great way to look for leadership is what is in your heart and what is in your hand. Yeah. And a lot of people get that backwards. It's mm-hmm. I can't lead because I don't have, you know, whatever's in my hand. I guess it is. Well, what's in your heart? Verse five, it says, perform this sign, the Lord, the Lord told them. Then they will believe that the Lord, the God of their ancestors, the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob really appeared to you. Then the Lord said to Moses, now put your hand inside your cloak. So Moses put his hand inside his cloak. And when it came out again, his hand was white as snow with a severe skin disease. Now put your hand back in your cloak, the Lord said. So Moses put his hand back in. And when he took it out again, it was healthy as the rest of the body. The Lord said to Moses, if they do not believe you that you are, and they're not convinced by the first miraculous sign, they will be convinced by the second sign. And if they don't believe you or listen to you, even after these two signs, then take some water from the Nile River, pour it on the ground. When you do, the water from the Nile will turn to blood on the ground. And I want to say this because we often think, well, how come God doesn't do these miracles for us today? You know, if I'm questioning what he wants, can't I just see a miracle? But we have to remember that these people did not have the word of God. Moses was the author of the Torah, of course, through the Holy Spirit. So they had nothing as far as inscripturated word of God. So how would they even know that Moses was truly a prophet? Well, this was God's way of putting his stamp of 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 uh, approval on him saying, hey, listen, he he is my mouthpiece. 
Whereas today we have God's word that has proven itself to be true and wise. We can go to God's word for direction and that they did not have that then. But Moses pleaded with the Lord, Oh Lord, I'm not very good with words. I never have been. And I'm not now, even though you have spoken to me, I get tongue tied and my words get tangled. Then the Lord asked Moses, who makes a person's mouth? Mm. Who decides whether people speak or do not speak, hear or do not hear, see or do not see? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, I'll be with you. And as you speak, I will instruct you what to say. Mm. But Moses again pleaded, Lord, please send anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> just, I just don't want, yeah. you know, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. And then finally it's like, I don't want to do it. Yeah. Mm. Then the Lord became angry with Moses. All right, he said, what about your brother Aaron the Levite? I know he speaks well, and look, he is on his way to meet you now. He will be delighted to see you. Now, this is interesting because Moses wants Aaron's help, but mm-hmm. actually, in, in Aaron does, is a blessing, but there's yeah. but it's also a downfall. Yeah, some there's areas. some downfall as well, as, as with all human relationships. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Talk to him. Put your put the words in his uh, in his mouth. I will be with both of you as you speak, and I will instruct you both on in what to do. Aaron will be your spokesman to the people. He will be your mouthpiece, and you will stand in the place of God for him, telling him what to say. Take your shepherd's staff with you and use it to perform the miraculous signs I've shown you. Mm-hmm. Take it to verse 18. Yeah, so he is going to head to Egypt now. So Moses went back home to, uh, to Jethro, his father-in-law. Please let me return to my relatives in Egypt. It's funny, Moses was still under this authority structure and his father-in-law, which I, I hope my son-in-law is listening to this. That means, uh, you know, my son-in-law. Uh, you are still, <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, Moses said, I don't even know if they are still alive. And go in peace, Jethro replied. Before Moses left Midian, the Lord said to him, return to Egypt for all those who wanted to kill you have died. So Moses took his wife and sons, put them on a donkey and headed back to the land of Egypt. In his hand, he carried the staff of God. And the Lord told Moses, when you arrive back in Egypt, go to Pharaoh and perform all the miracles I have empowered you to do. For I will harden his heart so that he will refuse to let the people go. Then you will tell him, this is what the Lord says. Israel is my firstborn son. I commanded you, let my son go so he can worship me. But since you have refused, I will now kill your firstborn son. Which is kind of a precursor of what's going to come down the road with the 10th plague. On the way to Egypt, at a place where Moses and his family had stopped for the night, the Lord confronted him and was about to kill him. Wow. But Moses' wife, Zipporah, took a flint knife and circumcised her son. She touched his feet with a foreskin and said, Now you are a bridegroom of blood to me. And when she said a bridegroom of blood, she was referring to the circumcision. After that, the Lord left him alone. So, you know, this is a bit confusing, and I I would love to go in and bring explanation to this because we could talk about this, and I think it could. There's some, you know, but it just. For us to spend the time in our right now with the length of this chapter, I mean, this again is just a precur, just a reading through um, with some commentary. But I would encourage you use your study Bible on this one. This is a great one to to do a study on, or maybe Google it. And uh, let's get let's continue on over the verse twenty seven. Now the Lord had said to Aaron, "Go out into the wilderness to meet Moses." So Aaron went and met Moses at the mountain of God, and he embraced him. Moses then told Aaron everything the Lord had commanded him to say, and he told him about the miraculous signs the Lord had commanded him to perform. Then Moses and Aaron returned to Egypt and called the elders of Israel together. Aaron told them everything the Lord had told Moses, and Moses performed the miraculous signs as they watched. Then the people of Israel were convinced that the Lord had sent Moses and Aaron, and when they heard that, 
the Lord was concerned about them and had seen their misery, they bowed down and worshiped. So continue on then right. in uh, chapter, well, you'll be reading tomorrow in yep. chapter five. And because of course today is Friday, but uh, Sunday, then also chapter six. And then we'll be picking up uh, when we start looking more at the rescue out of Egypt. Then we get to chapter seven next Monday. Let's go over okay. to Proverbs. And again, we want to encourage you not only to read the whole chapter of Proverbs, but also read tomorrow and Sunday. And please do. That'd be so good for you. But, um, Verse 10. June, you, you want to yep. read you want to read verse 10? Uh, do yep. you have that in front of you? This is the godly. Now we did this last time, didn't we? Um no, we're no, I think you might be in the wrong, maybe in the wrong chapter. We're in chapter 13. Oh, 13, gosh. 10. Okay, yep. yeah. Sorry. Let me flip over. All yep. right. Verse 10. It says pride leads to conflict. Those who take advice are wise. Mm. This is good for me. I mean, I, you know, when I I read Proverbs every day, so you wonder why do we repeat this all the time? Because I found it so beneficial in my life. I I was such a foolish young man. And uh, in fact, there was a stick song back when I was a kid, uh, the foolish young man. And to me, that was, that was me. I saw myself in that. And I, I really, I was such a foolish young man. I needed the wisdom of Proverbs. I began reading it daily and associated the, the month of the day for, for the, uh, or the, the day of the month for each. So which is what we do in this. This is what we do in this right. as well. Yeah. And this is one, even today, man, I have got, because I, I am so quick to, my pride can so quickly rear its ugly head and it usually finds its way into, I've got to be right and I've got to argue and I've got to debate. Yeah. And so, and this is what he says, if you're one that is prone to conflict, if you're one that finds yourself having to stick up for, with your opinion and argue opinion yeah. on a regular basis. The Online fights. The yep. Online or in person or yep. whatever, or at the at the office, yep. whatever it may be. A lot of times, it, sorry, to, sorry to stop you, yeah, but like a no, department at work. Hey, or, don't don't do that. Don't 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 argue with me. Yeah. Don't. don't. <laughs> but that that department at work that there seems to be lots of drama or mm. office with a lot of conflict. Yep. Often, what it is is it is just full it's of pride. pride. It, yep, it's pride, and that, that, this is this is this is where Proverbs is so good for me because I read this. And I do a self-analysis. Okay, where has this, and, and it just, it gets me back on my knees, humbling myself before God saying, I am not always right. I'm wrong a lot. And I need you and I need your wisdom and I need the people around me to help me. Yep. Those who take advice are wise, he continues. So pride leads to arguments or conflict, but those who take advice are wise. Are you a wise person eager to get the input from the people God's placed in your life. Yeah. And key there from the people that God has placed in, yep. in your life. I, sometimes I see people taking advice. I'm like, why are you taking advice yeah. from them? They're, We're not talking about peer pressure. Not We're not people. talking about hanging around with people that are doing a lot of complaining right. and gossiping. Or they're just, they don't have any proof in the pudding. They, they have terrible family situations mm -hmm. at home, terrible marriages, but they're giving advice. Yeah. Are you getting advice from the people that truly are wise and are demonstrating that? In their Look life? at their life. Yeah. All right. Well, it's Friday. We'll finish with it's a this is a good Friday, um, a Friday national day. It's National M and M Day. All so, right. I don't know. I'm not huge into M and M's unless they're yeah. peanuts. Peanut M and M's. Peanut M and M's. Yeah. Are the best. Let's make it National Peanut M and M yeah. Day. I mean, it was. I love it, me some Peanut M and M's. It's also National Herpes Awareness Day. Yeah, but I figured we were going to keep that off this <laughs> yeah. podcast. So let's we're just going one. with M and M Day. <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, it's great being with you again. I, I really trust you have a great weekend, that you honor God this weekend and uh, it starts today. So you love him with all your heart, soul, and mind. Be in church this weekend and get in your Bibles as well. Yep, we'll see you Monday. Yeah.